Hey everyone, welcome to this special episode of Z Prime on the Grid, sponsored by Black and Beach. Our own Chris Moyer sat down with their senior managing director, Mark Von Wee, to discuss how utilities are changing their resource management plans and what that approach is going to look like. So without further ado, I'll let Chris take it away. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Moyer. Thank you so much for joining us today. I recently sat down with Tim Sparks, the Vice President of Electric Grid Integration for Consumers Energy to discuss their My Clean Energy Integration Resource Plan. The plan is based on a variety of factors, such as market prices, energy demand, and levels of clean energy resources, including wind, solar, demand response, and energy efficiency. Today, we're going to pick up on how utilities are taking a more holistic and dynamic approach to resource planning that balances both generation, supply, and load demand forecasting. To discuss the changing utility planning landscape, I'm joined by Mark Von Wee, who is the Senior Managing Director with Black & Veatch Management Consulting. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Chris. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Really, really appreciate it. So, Mark, as I as I mentioned at the top, I, I recently spoke with Consumers Energy about their move. They're moving to a clean energy future and their integrated resource plan. They've done some incredible things. They've retired a bunch of coal plants in the last few years. Have plans to phase those out over the next handful. Uh, and they're not just building new generation stations to do that. This is a trend that we're seeing uh, across the industry. But Black and Beach. You you look at what's going on across the utilities. What are some of those trends that you're seeing across North American utilities in particular? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, I thought the session with consumers that you did was was really good, and, um, and Tim gave a lot of detail about some of the things that Consumers Energy is doing that, um, frankly, are, are really leading practices um, around around system planning and decarbonization. Um, at Black and Beach, you know, when we talk about what is happening, clearly this is a time of unprecedented change for electric utilities and, and the, the grid that underlies it. We like to kind of maybe break it down into three areas, right? First of all, the energy supply is changing. Secondly, technology is enabling. And finally, customers are exerting much more control. So for energy supply, we know that the trend is the trend is clear, right? We are we are moving towards a decarbonized energy energy resource supply. Um, global climate change initiatives are becoming more and more uh, mainstream, and frankly, more and more imperative. And and customers are are frankly demanding it. Right? We are we are seeing these these activities you know moving forward. And when we look about uh, we look at energy supply, you know, maybe a little more detail. I think. Um, first of all, of course, decarbonization is the is the focus. But two other aspects of energy supply that are important in this in this this concept that we're talking about today is the timing. So we're talking about just when things are available, but we are also talking about the timing of asset retirements, right? So we're we're, we're pushing forward this idea of the investment timeline for for some of these legacy fossil assets. And that you know, becomes a big consideration. Um, you know, grid modernization is expensive, and so we need to really think about our, uh, you know, how are we best using our customers' investments and, and providing the best resource and, and uh, make it affordable. And finally, location is the other part of energy supply. 
uh, is changing. So we're you know, we're moving away from the centralized fossil and even nuclear assets to you know, to potentially a much more distributed um, set of, set of resources, and that brings with a, a whole bunch of new challenges. So again, energy supply is changing. Lots of pieces in that. That's that's one of the key components. Technology is enabling the what's really making the 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 whole grid transformation possible is what is going on with technology. So uh, digital capabilities that in a lot of cases have been pioneered in other fields are getting migrated into the utility industry. And and it's allowing us to do things like grid edge computing and decisions that can be made remotely on the grid that that, that make real time operations for some of these uh, these new capabilities possible. And then I guess finally is what I mentioned before is the, the customers are exerting more control. Um, they with this technology, with a you know, clear vision towards decarbonization goals, they are asserting themselves both from an energy supply perspective. You know, um, virtual PPAs um, are, are very popular, changing the, the, the energy supply landscape, um, but also the ability to take into their own hands resiliency. Um, with through through microgrids and, and on-site generation, so really quite a bit of change going on. Yeah, you you really hit the nail on the head. There is a ton of change going on, and I'm so glad that you framed it within the context of what the customer wants. Because yes, there are clearly policy and regulatory trends that are moving towards that clean energy transition, but fundamentally, the utilities are responding to those customer pressures. Sure. You you also mentioned some challenges. And while this vision that you have and the reality that is forming around the, the transformation of the energy industry, the utility industry specifically, is, is step by step, it's not going to be easy. Can you walk us through some of those challenges? Well, the I, I think two of the challenges that really uh, demonstrate the depth the depth of the change that has to be considered by utility when you get down into the to to frankly um, utility planning you know, the the process that has been going on for almost the last century is is being fundamentally altered and from a planning perspective but also from an operations perspective so i think when you really start to to i mean obviously there's a, a lot of change we can be talking about but i think those two really help demonstrate the the depth of change that's going on Mark, Tim, Tim spoke specifically, Tim from Consumers Energy spoke specifically about the advances that Consumers Energy has made with respect to integrated resource planning. And, you know, as we look back at the long scope of utility planning, uh, it, it really focused solely on what's happening at the generation side and meeting that the load, the, the supply side with with overwhelming generational capacity. Uh, how do you see this effort addressing the challenges with larger subject with with the within the larger subject of utility planning? So so planning is is really at the core and in the traditional approaches and I did, the 10 covered them really well. Um, they're just increasingly insufficient because traditional utility um, business alignment was not designed for thinking 
more broadly about about how to um, deploy your capital, frankly, to meet the, the changing needs of the of the distribution system. So, you know, what what we really are evolving to is something that breaks down those those traditional silos and moves into a, a broader consideration of where we can, in fact, affect change and consider all of the all of the inputs, um, not just the not just the demand side, but but also how am I going to, um, you know, where is the location that I'm going to need those 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 electrons and and the timing of them and um, even more so um, the the planning assumptions that need to be created. So Tim even talked to specifically, and this is a, one of the key key components of uh, the evolution of planning. It's starting to engage with your with your stakeholders much much earlier in the process. Which is another key aspect that we see uh, see evolving. I I really like how you frame that. And as as we think about the integrated resource plan, which is coming into uh, more, to, you know, more and more utilities are are focused on their integrated resource plan. The next level up might be looking at the system as a whole. So can you tell us a little bit about what you view the differences are between an IRP, that integrated resource plan, and an integrated system plan? Right. So we get into something that might be considered semantics in some case. Um, we like to use integrated resource planning to, to describe the more traditional approach. I know that that you can look at a lot of utility um, public service commission dockets across North America, and you're going to find here's here's you know, our schedule for our, our IRP. Integrated system planning says, hey, let's actually start and consider all the planning functions that might be happening um, in the organization. And instead of each organization, engineering, uh, energy supply, transmission, instead of each organization coming up with their own assumptions, let's actually start by agreeing on what those assumptions and inputs actually need to be. And, and so instead of, you know, what you realize is that different groups have different visibility into planning assumptions, what's actually gonna happen on the, on the distribution system. So you start, to, you start to connect those assumptions across the internal business units. And then you actually go out into the market and you engage with stakeholders, understand where things are, are happening and changing. You start to develop a view of, of uh, uh, solar adoption, um, better understanding of the penetration of third-party demand response or energy efficiency programs, um, what is happening with electri uh, transportation electrification, right? Build a much more complete set of planning assumptions and rationalize those across the utility business before you start your, your, your forecasting. And by doing that, right, I mean, I've just said a lot, by the way, right? This is those elements there, right? This is the consultant going, oh, it's so easy. You just do this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy. It's hard, right? Yeah. It's hard to, um, to, to change the way that we start at the very beginning of, of constructing, constructing the, the distribution system. Um, because what we've been doing works, right? We have a very resilient system, right? It, it, it meets so many of the objectives 
of of the the customer base. And I mean, if right preacher inquire here, but um, it's a marvelous thing, right? So As the lights yeah, come on. It's a it, the 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 it's affordable, and for seventy years post World War II, that's that's pretty much what all what customers wanted. Yeah. Uh, and now we now we need to think a little bit more uh, in a more complex fashion. That's right. Safe, reliable, affordable is is being joined by sustainable, right? And and it and in in the way I have to think about that is is starting to is starting to definitely change. So again, I kind of the, the core question: What's the difference between uh, integrated resource planning, and integrated system planning? It is really this evolution of, of arriving at a place where I've, I've optimized my planning assumptions and have thought through how can I best meet, meet safe, reliable, affordable, sustainable, and, and not just considering where my supply is coming from, uh, but, but also this idea of trade-offs between other parts of grid investment, right? Non-wires alternatives or, or non-wire solutions you know, get get into the mix that way as well. Well, you, you've touched on this, and I, I'd like you to maybe elaborate a little bit more on this, but how do you see integrated system planning being related to grid modernization as a whole? So I, we, we see these two things as really being hand in hand. So um, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning about, about technology is, is enabling. Grid modernization, and again, a little bit of semantics, we've been modernizing our grid for quite some time, and we probably will be for quite some time. But we need the enabling capabilities. We need to make the investments in the grid so that it can actually support the advanced features and, and capabilities that enable non-wire solutions, that enable customer microgrids. For us to be able to, to really do those things, we have to be carefully sequencing these capabilities with the, um, with the, the integrated system plan. As it doesn't do us any good to, to plan for a bunch of distributed energy resources and go put them on a distribution grid that is not capable of, of controlling them. I mean, one of the nuances that you get to here is the fact that traditional resource planning assumed you know, single direction power flow and was frankly designed to um, support any operational reliability, right? Like the one in 10 year event was what was planned. And it made some assumptions then, well, about how we were gonna operate the grid. Well, with, with the, the, the new grid where we're, we're, we're moving, we're going to have much more uncertainty. So you really have this idea of some things that were planning decisions getting pushed into operational decisions. And you need grid modernization, you need new capabilities, you need the technology infrastructure, you need the communications infrastructure to have visibility and control to manage the system. And grid modernization is how you get there. As we think about the future and, and that continuous improvement that utilities, as you mentioned, has have been doing for decades, uh, we have to contextualize it in the moment that we're in right now and you know this we are in the midst of the the, the worst pandemic and since 1918 uh, that is having terrible tragic public health consequences but it but it's also having really legitimate 
and potentially long-lasting economic consequences as well. Will integrated resource planning give utilities a, a greater flexibility to accomplish some of these goals re related to working with their customers, developing a sustainable system, uh, maintaining affordability and reliability? So I, I think the short answer to your question is yes. Um, if, if you think about integrated system planning as being a more holistic view of the assumptions and inputs and intrinsic in setting up that that capability is lines of communication that allow me to have a better view of my assumptions. They're frankly tools and, and capabilities to adjust to those assumptions because more is frankly dynamic, right? And, and has the tools and capabilities to, to adjust those assumptions. And then a, a plan, a, a prioritized sequenced roadmap of where I'm planning to make investments that are dependency based on those assumptions. So an integrated system plan in place should give you the chance to more readily adjust to those assumptions. Now, I'm, you know, what power dropped, the power consumption in May right, was seven and seven and a half percent lower than it was in May 2019. I'm not suggesting that anybody had that on their forecast. Right. That, right. That, that, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. It's only that if you have, if you've if gone to the, to the, to the uh, effort to adopt your process and your capabilities to be more dynamic, this is a more dynamic environment. And, and I think it'll help, will help utilities that have that in place. Um, be able to adjust and really understand in this time of uncertainty what what investments remain no regrets. What investments still make sense for the assumptions as we understand them and respond as they move. As we as we look forward, as we work to get past COVID-19 and as we are tackling those long-term goals as an industry, as the utility industry, uh, how do you think integrated resource planning, integrated system planning is going to help prepare the utility industry to uh, lead economic recovery, modernize the grid, and achieve some of those long-term goals over the next decade? Um, there, 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 there are a lot of question, an easy question to answer. Please look at your Christmas. Let me join the people that are making predictions about, about the future. Um, I think there are a couple of things here to, to, to really know. I think, first of all, uh, that the, the link between um, electrification and economic um, development has, has been you know, highly correlated um, for a century. And, um, and, and, and furthermore, you know, we've all in the industry been excited as we have been able to actually break some of that correlation as it relates to fossil fuels, because we're able to see how energy efficiency and renewable energy, right, is, is, is progressing. I, I think that trend continues. I think that there, I think that there is a high likelihood that we are going to seize this opportunity to make some investments in, in our infrastructure for the future across, across the country, across the world, frankly. And um, why not put that in a future that is, is sustainable? 
So I, I see that I see that this trend continuing. I think that just on a, a you know on a technical level, I think that planning and operations that link is going to become even tight, more tightly coupled, right? To the point of of uh, you know, maybe at some point we get to economic signals on the distribution grid for for um, operational decisions that could be made either by the utility or by the customer, right? So I think that we we migrate down that down that path. Um, at Black and Vichy, you know, we, we are excited about this future. Um, we think that part of that excitement comes from the fact that this spans the full breadth of what we do, right? As an organization, I'm in our management consulting business. As an organization, we develop strategies, we, we plan, we engineer, we uh, develop, we, we build energy infrastructure and we help our clients operate it. So we're really excited because we think that this energy future is um, is is something that we can help enable, and we're excited about you know, the next next ten years with our clients helping us get there. Well, Mark, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on integrated resource plan, integrated system planning, uh, what the future of the utility industry looks like over the next decade. I think that I think that you 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 left us with a really uh, optimistic and, and hopeful tone. And I think that's important. There's a lot of things out there that, that we can fixate on that are not going well, but we still have a lot of agency. And, and, I, and I like your vision. So thank you very much for, for joining us today. Chris, thank you very much for having me. Uh, and thank you to Black & Veatch Management Consulting and Consumers Energy for, for both sharing your vision of what the next decade in utilities look like. For Z Prime Now, I'm Chris Moyer. Thank you so much for joining us.